Hey, what is up, soccer fans all over the world? Welcome to the Saudi Soccer Show. What an exciting week. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Lofermento, on hand, joined by the great Nick Webster, the voice of soccer in America. Nick, how are you feeling this week? Oh, I'm absolutely glorious, Brian. I mean, it's a fantastic day here in Southern California. Beautiful blue skies, much like Saudi Arabia at the moment. But I've got to say, the Saudi Pro League is the league that keeps on giving. Every week, the stories are getting bigger. And this week, well, the past week, some of the results have completely blown my mind. We've gone from a top five to maybe a top four. Someone's on the outside looking in. And this week coming up is the first must-win game of the season. Already, we're only three games in. This is completely bananas. Nick, I'm not going to take that sort of blasphemy at the top of today's episode. Al Nassar is going to be talked about for sure. A lot to talk about there. But before we dive into this week's action, I want to give a shout out to our listeners all over the world. We are still a young podcast, but we are already a top 100 show here in the United States. Top 15 in Saudi Arabia. I'm so grateful for fans tuning in all over the world to the number one English-speaking show on the Saudi Pro League. There's so much to talk about, Nick. Give us this week's rundown, because I know we're going to cover a lot. Well, I tell you what, you and I went to a Stanley Cup game a couple of years ago, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I thought the opening just progranza for, 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 the, the, for the teams was, like, mind-blowing. And then Neymar arrived at Al-Hilal. Oh my God, what a sensational introduction that was. Completely blew me away. Then, of course, Cristiano Ronaldo. I know you love him, Brian, CR7, but what on earth is happening at Al Nassar? We will talk about that in detail. And of course, Stevie G, he couldn't buy a win in England with Aston Villa, but all of a sudden, he's turning Al Etifak into a machine. Then, champs, I tell you what, they are the champs for a reason. We'll get into Al Itihad. And of course, that sweet left foot of Riyad Mahrez. Now it's all about that right foot. My goodness me. And then finally, we've got the best penalty saver in world football right now. So stay tuned. Stay alert. We're going to break it all down for you. Yeah, Nick, I think the appropriate spot to start is definitely the arrival of Neymar. It's hard to pick who's the biggest star throughout the Saudi Pro League, but gosh, if we are going by intros, it's got to be Neymar. What a drone show. Spectacular to introduce Neymar to the home crowd. Nick, what's your take on this? Neymar, biggest name in the league, biggest signing of the summer. Obviously, Paris Saint-Germain set a world record when they signed him years ago from Barcelona. What's your take on where he fits in in the Saudi Primer, the Saudi Pro League? 90 million euros. So unfortunately for PSG, they lost a lot of money on Neymar. Maybe, you know, we'll have to see how the old shirt sales tab out at the end of the time. But this is a really interesting one because Neymar, let's, let's be honest here. We're talking two of the greatest players in world football are now currently in the Saudi Pro League. Your mate CR7 and Neymar. And I think Throughout this season, we're definitely going to have a segment. As soon as Neymar starts playing, it's Ronaldo versus Neymar. Look, there's no two ways about it. This is one of the most talented individual players I have ever seen play this game of football. How he beds in, though, is going to be really interesting because Al Hilal have just spent 52 million euros on Mitrovic, signing him from Fulham. So you can see Mitrovic as, 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 the, as the focal point. 
And Neymar, is he going to play as a 10? Is he going to play as a winger? I'd love to see him play as a 10 because I think his range of passing is absolutely second to none. The key for me, though, is can he stay fit? Now, quickly jumping to MLS and seeing what's going on with Lionel Messi. No one is tackling Messi <laughs> because, obviously, he is the league. I think it's going to be the same situation maybe in the Saudi Pro League. Maybe Neymar's going to get a little protective bubble around him, making sure that he stays fit because he has missed a lot of games over the last couple of years with PSG. But still, as you mentioned, the introduction to Neymar was simply breathtaking. And, and what they can do with drones these days is, is wild. And if you get a chance, people at home, go onto YouTube, Type in Neymar introduction, Al-Hilal, and you are going to be completely blown away because this was something very, very special and worthy of one of the world's greatest players. Yeah, Nick, you talk about can Neymar stay fit? My bigger question mark here is can Neymar stay motivated? We heard about the context of the deal that he signed with Al-Halal, a private jet on demand ready for it. You mentioned at PSG he wasn't always the fittest, but I think the motivation question is even bigger. A few internet sleuths on Reddit and on Twitter have discovered that every year when it's Neymar's sister's birthday, he just so happens to find himself injured and back on the beaches of Rio de Janeiro. So there's there's a lot to consider there, but we have to talk about the most motivated man in the world. I know that you're going to pretend he had a shocker, but a wise man always tells me in football that everybody has a down day. Let's talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, really, as, as I said at the top of the show, there are must-win games, and there are simply you absolutely have to win or something desperate is going to happen, and that's where Anasar find themselves. Yeah, they won, a, they won a competition last weekend, but they've lost their first two league games. They're down in 15th place in the league. This is completely unacceptable when you think about the money that has been spent by Anasar to what? To make them champions. If they do not win this game on on saturday and let me let me take a quick look i think it's it's a it's a game that they absolutely should win it is against el fateh actually no i'm not even going to say it's a should win anymore because el fateh are actually one of the unbeaten sides in the league this year el nasar on the road if they fall again that would potentially put them nine points behind the top boys and there's just no recovery from that so Ronaldo, and I'm not going to put it all on Ronaldo because his mate up top with him, Sadio Mane, is also being very quiet. And now you can maybe understand why Bayern Munich were like, all right, son, on your bike. Unless these two can really come together and create some magic, which, they, which I know they're capable of doing, Al Nassar could really be on the outside looking in. And I think you could even say Champions League football would be in doubt. Yeah, I want to throw this in there, though, Nick, because obviously a lot of fans are new to the Saudi Pro League this season, and you and I were texting during this weekend's action, and and one of the things that you said multiple times while we were texting, while both of us, both of us were watching matches, was... This league is a way more competitive than anyone understands. And so that's why, for me on the outside looking in, obviously Al Nassar are my title favorites. My favorite player of all time is their star player in Cristiano Ronaldo. What I see is a long season ahead. This is not Ronaldo's first rodeo. Same can be said for many of their biggest stars. There's a long season ahead, a lot of football to be played. Points will be dropped across the board. And it's something that we saw around the league this weekend. Al Halal, for example, they also 
drew while they were at home. So a lot of different results to look at. I know you're going to be keen to talk about the Englishman who seems to be finding results everywhere he looks. Let's talk about Steven Gerrard's Al Etifak. Stevie G. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic what he's doing. And I mean, if, if, if we look at the results there, you can see it right there, highlighted up. They're playing really good football right now. And that's, that's, that's the key. You know, you got, you got to, you got to start the season off with a bang. And I'll give Steven Gerrard all the credit in the world. He's come in. He's under a ton of pressure. He's gone to El Hazim on the road and picked up a really nice 2-0 victory. Okay. Quazon scores for the second game running. You've got to, you've got to love the fact that Vitinho has come off the bench on the left-hand side. He's found the back of the net. And this was all done without Hendo as well. Can you believe it? 2-0 on the road. So I, I got to feel like, uh, Etifak, they are one of the informed teams. And this weekend, well, they've got a very, very winnable game. They are at home to El Kaleji, who are bottom of the table. So I'm making this prediction right now. At the end of play on the third round of the Saudi Pro League, Stevie G and El Etifak are going to be top of the league on goal difference. It's a big claim, Nick, especially when we're talking about the current top of the table are the defending champions, as so many of us expected. Al-Itihad, yet another win at the weekend. You want to talk about clubs that are showing up and getting the results that are expected of them early on in the season. Al-Itihad, nil-nil at halftime, come out with two second-half goals, one in stoppage time, but really impressive performance to stay at the top of the table, and that's without Benzema on the score sheet yet. Nick, what are you seeing going on at Al-Itihad? Who's going to be the ones that finally stop them? Well, look, it's it's strength in depth, to be honest with you. You know, Benzema isn't scoring yet. And I'm, I'm a, to be fair, I'm a little bit concerned as to, as to why he isn't finding the back of the net because he's got this fantastic supporting cast, this Brazilian supporting cast. Coronado, who got a brace last weekend, is so creative on that right-hand side. And they're very, very solid at the back. The thing for me, this is why El Hitiad are going to be there or thereabouts and definitely challenging for the top, is that little base at the bottom with Fabinho and N'Golo Kante. It's already working like a dream. Okay, they are so tough to score on. And with those two pro- providing the protection for the back four, it gives such a solid base for the likes of Benzema and Hamadalaz, who actually got on the score sheet in that 90th minute. And the supporting cast now is beginning to step up. And I think what we're seeing from this group of players is that they're learning from the Benzemas, from the Fabinhos, from the N'Golo Cantes. And if you think about this as you're you're a young player, you've not played with world-class superstars before, they're coming into training, they've got a completely different mindset there, there's a different way to train, and uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, I mean, is absolutely loving life at the moment, he's, he's, got, he's got a solid group together, they've started the season in the right way, and uh, to be honest with you, I don't think there's much stopping them, and they have a very winnable game this weekend, in fact, tomorrow, playing El Rida, uh, they're on the road, but I fancy them to get three points, but not as many goals as Al-Itifak, and that's why Stevie G will be top of the table. Yeah, Nick, I want to stay on Al-Itihad just for a little bit more. Let's talk about the defending champions because a big headline, a rumor that came out this week that we have to talk about here on the Saudi Soccer Show is the potential 
for a Saudi club to be featured in the UEFA Champions League in season's upcoming. What are your thoughts on that? Realistic? Would they be able to compete? Where are you at? Well, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation between UEFA and the Asian Football Confederation. Obviously, the Asian Football Confederation do not want to lose one of their big name teams to a Champions League tournament of a rival confederation. However, let's go back to last season and the Super League. Okay, the Super League was 12 teams, the majestic royal names of European football, the AC Milans, the Juventus, the Real Madrids, the Manchester Uniteds, the Cities, the Liverpools. No one was talking about a team from the Saudi Pro League. That conversation has now completely changed. And I know that the Super League will come back. It will happen one day. There's no two ways about it. UEFA uh, have completely rejigged their UEFA Champions League this year to try and combat that. But I think that with the world getting smaller, Brian, the Super League is going to happen and teams from Saudi Arabia are going to be part of the Super League. There's just no two ways about it. Personally, I would love to see El Etihad in the Champions League next year. Not sure it's going to happen because I think there's going to be too much pressure from the, from the European teams. But like I said, when the Super League happens, which it will, don't be surprised after... I'm going to go 2026 after the FIFA World Club Cup is a, is, is a bust. The Super League's going to come back in. There's just too much money. Saudi Pro League teams will be there. Oof, Nick, already throwing some shade at what FIFA is going to present as its showcase tournament, the Club World Cup. There's going to be a lot happening, especially here on American soil. We're going to be very excited to gear up for that tournament. But it's interesting when you think about the nature of it. And I know it's something we've talked about on the show before. Where does the Saudi Pro League rank amongst the world's best? And I think that you're right. You become the best by playing the best and, and by appearing in the UEFA Champions League. I don't know if you had a chance to watch Bayern Munich's curtain opener before the Bundesliga started, their version of the Community Shield. But RB Leipzig looked like a team on a mission. And when you think about Bayern Munich's stranglehold on the Bundesliga, and then you start seeing teams like Leipzig control the match against Bayern Munich, it shows by competing against that level of clubs what you can achieve, the players that you can attract. And I think that the Saudi Pro League is already proving, hey, we can cross that one off our bucket list when it comes to attracting players. Now, how much can we compete? Where do you think Al-Ittihad would last in the Champions League? How far could they go? I mean, that's that's a really interesting question. I, I think that we need to see... We need to see a, a body of work. Now, obviously, the Saudi Pro League is, is changing, and, and it's changing, let's be honest, it's changing daily right now. I think if we see Al Ittihad competing on three fronts, so we're looking for them to obviously go very far in, in the Asian Champions League, retain their crown, and perhaps do the domestic double with the King's Cup. Um, if they can maintain a challenge on three fronts, that tells me that there's strength in depth. And if there's strength in depth, then they can compete against the top European teams. I think what we see in, in the Champions League, teams that do not have the financial resources, they can pull off a surprise result now and again in the group stages. But when it gets to that, that business stage of the competition, which is the knockouts, the teams that have 
the strength and depth, the two players for every position. They're the teams that move on and eventually become the champions. Yeah, well, it's a natural segue. You want to talk about a potential treble for Al Ittihad this year. Let's talk about the treble man himself, Riyad Mahrez. Nick, this is a player that a lot of people, when we talk about the stars that have come to Saudi Arabia this summer, not everyone's talking about Riyad Mahrez, but holy cow, is he finding himself at home in the league this season? Well, I've always been a big fan of Riyad Mahrez. Uh, I think he's probably got one of the, the most cultured left foots in all of football, I, on par with Lionel Messi, perhaps. I mean, he just can make the ball talk. But his goal this this past weekend, on the right foot, and please, 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 once again, go to YouTube, look at Mares for Al Hiali, and the strike was just simply breathtaking. And the football, the build-up, Matthias Giesel, the German coach, he has got this team clicking already. And we've, we mentioned, excuse me, in our preview show, that front three, uh, San Maximin, Firmino, who wasn't even fit for this game, and Mares. okay? Between those three, they are simply, if they're clicking, unstoppable. Firmino starts his campaign with a hat-trick. Mares, beautiful goal, beautiful assist. This is a team that... I think is going to be pushing all the way. And especially once Mendy, who, you know, wasn't, didn't have the greatest year with Chelsea last year. I think that if he can find that confidence, that, that mindset where he's just not going to be beaten, where he says to his teammates, he says to the Saudi pro league, he says to the Asian football confederation, I am the best goalkeeper in the world. And when he has that mindset, He is one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Yeah, Nick, I'm going to bring this up because I feel like we talk about, obviously, the defending champions. We talk about Ronaldo's club, Al Nassar. We talk about a lot of clubs, but you're right. Al Ali is one of the most exciting projects. You talk about that front three. You talk about who's in goal. We haven't even talked about Frank Kessie is at the heart of their midfield. This is someone who I watched the match over the weekend. He hasn't even found his top gear just yet in the center of that midfield. So you're talking about talent from across different continents who are all teaming up at a really impressive impressive clip. Nick, let's take a look at the league table because already we're seeing that it's top heavy. The, the big clubs continue to win. I did stretch the league table so that Al Nassar is, is on our graphic, but Nick, what are you seeing already? <laughs> well, look, we, we, we mentioned we mentioned the big five. Obviously, a public investment fund has a lot to do with uh, with four of the teams. Uh, they're funding them. They're helping them you know, get these world-class players. The cream is always going to rise to the top. Um, I think what we're seeing right now, this weekend is going to be key. Now, can Al-Hilal, they can't afford to be dropping points. I think what we're seeing, Brian, is that you cannot afford to drop points. And and it's it's almost like, it, it feels like a mirror image of the Premier League, where every time you do drop points, it's like, oh my goodness, Nate, now we're two points behind, now we're four points behind. In Al-Nassar's case, now we're six points behind. And the, the, the question is, where are you going to make those points up? And the only place you're going to make those points up is by beating the top teams. Can Al Nassar beat Al Etihad right now? On current form, you'd say no chance. And if when they do meet, that becomes a six-pointer. Every game becomes a six-pointer. 
And I, re I really feel like Al Nassar, they absolutely have to get three points this weekend, and it's not guaranteed. But for the Al Hittihad, the Al Hali, the Atifak, they have to they have to keep winning. You cannot afford to drop points at this early stage of the season because it will come back to bite you. And look, this round is super important, as is the round after. And then your favorite, not my favorite, the international break. Oh, and I, I I'm I'm going to tell you this, Brian. I I think if if, if Al Nassar do not get the victory this weekend, there's going to be a coach that may be uh, unemployed. Ooh, the managerial sack race. It's an English favorite. And Nick, you're bringing it to the Saudi Pro League. Luis Castro, is he's under pressure. Yes, they did win that tournament last weekend, but it's the league. That's the bread and butter. And if Castro can't find a way to get Mane and Ronaldo clicking, he's gone. Yeah. Nick, it's a big, bold claim. I, I was wondering where that claim is going to come from. I knew Al Nassar would be on the block this week for you. That's why I put it right on our agenda. Ronaldo shocker in quotes, because yeah, at least you said it's not just his fault. There's a lot of blame to go around, but I still have faith. They will figure it out. Everything comes with time. And that's the unique thing for me about the Saudi Pro League already after match day two is you look at any club, pick any club around the league. It's only going to get better as players come up to full match fitness as players come back from injury new signings are still coming in the transfer window is not closed nick there's going to be a lot more but i know we've got one more agenda item for this week goalies don't always get the praise that they should take us there nick abdul quarters attire what a game he had for el wader two penalty saves in one game and i gotta say the second save was even better than the first save now it's very rare, like you say, that goalkeepers, they, they get the shout out because their job is a really unsung hero. But I want to give a shout out to Attire this weekend. He's just a young boy. This is his first club. Can you believe that? He's been at El Weda since 2018. He's made the number one position his own. And one of the reasons why El Weda is finding themselves in mid-table, <laughs> nice and simple, saving two penalties in one game. I'm looking forward to the day, Brian, where the Saudi Pro League has its own fantasy league because I am a bit of a, you know, fantasy league, Premier League junkie. The Saudi Pro League has their own fantasy league. And I tell you what, Attire is going to be my goalkeeper because he's quite simply sensational from 12 yards. Yeah, Nick, I love this shout out. So many storylines from this week's action. I want to, as we come towards the end of today's episode, I want to talk about every football fan's favorite, the transfer window. Nick, who's got to be making what moves? There's a lot of rumors going around the Saudi Pro League, a lot of big names still being linked to a big move. Where are you looking for moves to happen? Well, the, the interesting thing, and there's many in the Premier League that are very, very unhappy about this, but the Saudi transfer window is actually open two weeks longer than the Premier League. So there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of pressure. I'm looking at Manchester City, and I, I love him, Bernardo Silva. He is a player. He's dreamy. He's fantastic. But there are many, many rumors that Silva could be on his way to Saudi Pro League, along with Laporte, who's a fantastic centre-back, but has seemingly fallen out of favour with Pep Guardiola. I think there's, there's still going to be two or three big moves. Um, don't be surprised, I'm going to say this out loud, don't be surprised if the Mbappe rumours 
start cooking up again. I know, I know everyone said, no, he's not going to go anywhere, but there is just too much money on the table right now. And as we know, Mbappe is out of contract with PSG at the end of next year. I just don't see this being a smart business decision by PSG to say, you know what, we're going to keep him. So don't be surprised. Monday, Tuesday of next week, especially after the results this weekend, and if some results don't go the way of Al-Nassar, uh, <clears throat> don't be surprised if there's another bid for Mbappe on the table. Yeah, I'm going to throw one more striker, a French striker as well, into the mix because rumors are quickly gaining pace about Manchester United's Anthony Martial potentially making the move. He's a bit out of favor in Eric Ten Hag's squad, not because he doesn't have the talent, but because he struggles to stay fit and a change of scenery would probably do him well. I know his personal life has had a little bit of baggage over the years. People who follow him on Instagram are no strangers to that. So a lot of big moves still on the way. And like you said, I think that clubs will be scrambling in Europe knowing that the Saudi transfer window is a little longer than the European window. We've already seen clubs like Manchester United have said no to Rafael Varane, potentially moving over to the Saudi league. United themselves are struggling to get defensive depth with Harry Maguire staying at the club. So a lot to look for. Nick, this was an action-packed episode. What do you want to leave us with? What should we be looking for this week and into this weekend's action? Well, listen, as we start building the show, I want to hear from you guys out there. I want to hear from people on the ground in Saudi Arabia. I want to hear what you've got to say about your teams and give us a little flavor about what's happening there on the ground because we see the highlights. You know, Brian and I, we can't wait to get out to Saudi Arabia ourselves and, 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 and taste what this environment's going to be like. But we want, we want to hear from you. And I just think that this weekend, and I know I said it at the top of the show, but it's it's must-win games already. And that, and that completely blows my mind that we're in such a competitive league that all of a sudden for the top five, it's must-win. And for Al Nassar, it is absolutely win or bust because they will not win the league if they lose this weekend. Nick, very well said. Love this shout out in the invitation to supporters all throughout Saudi Arabia, as well as all over the world. It's a great plug. Check out our show's website at SaudiSoccerShow.com. That's SaudiSoccerShow.com. In the lower right, you're going to see a button with a microphone icon. You can actually just click that button, whether it's from your computer or even your phone. Record Record us a quick voice memo, and you'll have your voice heard here on the Saudi Soccer Show. So, Nick, I'm excited. We're going to have some more featured episodes coming up, featured interviews. We're always making big moves, just like the Saudi Pro League is. So thank you, Nick, for all of your insights in this week's episode. And listeners, make sure you pound that subscribe button wherever it is that you tune into podcasts. And we'll see you, as always, every week here on the Saudi Soccer Show.